What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues with real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, everybody listening on YouTube, Rumble, and your favorite podcast directory? Switched it up this time. Yeah. Didn't even know what the hell you were doing. Just like, <laughs> just like we're switching it up. People, right. it is not Friday. It is Thursday. That's right. This is going to be a two-part... Um, episode because this week the articles they just don't stop they they really don't stop so we're we we talked about it and um today is going to be part one and then on friday which is the normal realist weekly wrap up part two is going to drop so this is a we uh a realist a realist (laughs) uh, realist weekly wrap up and then we'll have the part two tomorrow. So yes. be, be on the lookout for both episodes and don't be confused being like, what the fuck are they doing? Because <laughs> MJ is confused. He doesn't. I am. Know, he, we, we agree to this, uh, this setup of the shows and he's still thoroughly confused. His whole week has been fucked up. He thinks we're running a day ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It feels like it's. It does feel like Thursday because I mean uh, Friday because, you know, we don't usually record on this day, so. Yeah. So, hey, it is what it is. You know, we got to get these articles out to the listeners, and some of these articles, fucking, are not being seen because you got all the Trump indictments, the fifty-five Trump indictments, because, <laughs> you know, um. Biden really wants him in jail because, well, the Democratic Party does because they know if he's running, there's no chance they're going to fucking succeed. Exactly. And like like I said to you the other night, this is only taking down the American system, basically, of the Democratic system or the, or you know, voting system. Yeah. Because now, you know, they're going after the January 6th thing. They're going after the election bullshit. And it's been proven that the Democratic yeah, Party had got, something to do with well, the election. Yeah, because he was trying to overturn um, the election, saying that Biden didn't win. But yeah. now they're going after him on that. So, you know, with all that going on, some of these articles are getting pushed aside. So, you know, we had to dig some of them out. Yeah, they couldn't bring out the aliens this week. they had enough yeah the the aliens are just used to distract everybody yeah and they they were like oh yeah aliens aliens and then people like all right where are they and they're like oh shit well uh the trump indictment (laughs) yeah well it's not even that it's there's so much other fucking bullshit they're they're trying to push out for that 2030 agenda that they're trying to distract the fucking morons that just live by the the fucking uh what the news channel says and, yep. you know, if they're talking about UFOs, then that's what they're going to be talking about. They're not talking about what's really going on in this country. Right. Yeah. And how in, uh, what is it? Seven more years to 2030. Yeah. Yeah. Seven more well, years. Six and a half. Oh, yeah. Six and a half. It's, um, you're going to have nothing and like it. Well, we've only yeah, had two well, and a half years well, of Biden. Hold, 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 I mean, well, I mean, I mean that that's certain people. So, I mean, right, right. I'm I'm not following under that agenda. No. Um. Hey, even if it costs cost me everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh well. All right. So I guess we'll jump into it. Uh, my first one is from One American News. 
Former teammate of Leah Thomas testifies before Congress. Former NCAA Division I swimmer Paula Scanlon, who was a teammate of transgender uh, swimmer Leah Thomas at the University of Pennsylvania, testified before a House Judiciary Committee on Thursday. She shared her experiences and the impact Thomas had on the team. Scanlon, who, ha- who currently serves as a spokesperson and advisor for the Independent Women's Forum, testified during a hearing on, quote-unquote, gender-affirming care for minors. During the he- uh, hearing, Scanlon indicated that the university officials disregarded the concerns of the female athletes on the team and told them that Thomas was joining, uh, joining them was, quote-unquote, non-negotiable. Fucking assholes. Um, uh, Scanlon uh, spoke on the uncomfortable experiences she and her teammates endured during their time with Thomas while in the women's locker room. My teammates and I were forced to undress in the presence of Leah, a six foot four tall biological male, fully intact with male genitalia 18 times per week. Some girls opted to change in bathroom stalls and others used the family bathroom to avoid this, she said. When we tried to voice our concerns to the athletic department, we were told that Leah's swimming and being in our locker room was a non-negotiable, and we were offered psychological services to attempt to re-educate us to become comfortable with the idea of undressing in front of a male. That's fucked up. What a joke. That is fucking insane. And then you got all these stupid feminists that are about women's rights supporting this. Yeah, that makes no sense. Makes no fucking sense. You're a fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. Uh, you you belong in a mental institution with all all of them too. Yeah. If you're if you're a woman and you're like for this trans bullshit and biological males being in your bathroom or locker room and you're like, yeah, that's 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 very empowering. Then you belong in a mental institution. Exactly. I don't know when the hell they're going to start opening these things back up because they're going to be jam packed. I know they need to. Be fucking great, dude. Half the population's <laughs> gonna be in there. It'd be great. <laughs> it would Get them off the fucking street. <laughs> I'd actually be able to go down the highway. Exactly. <laughs> goes on to uh, she goes on to say to sum up the university's response: We, the women, were the problem, not the victim victims. We were expected to conform, to move over, and shut up. Our feelings didn't matter. She added. Hmm. I'd like to add. That sounds I, like I, something. I, I'd like to add to the real biological women. You are not the problem. You are the victim in this. Yep. Okay. Exactly. The problem is the fucking mentally fucked up male that wants to identify as a woman because he can't get with a woman. So this is the only way he's going to see a biological woman. Yeah, exactly. Is by pretending to be a woman. Yep. Scanlon also revealed in an emotional response to uh, how Thomas' presence greatly affected her as a previous survivor of sexual assault. This is real. I know women who have lost roster spots and spots on the podium. I know of women with sexual trauma who are adversely impacted by having biological males in their locker room without their consent. I know this because I am one of these women, Scanlon said. I was sexually sexually assaulted on uh, June 3rd of 2016. I was only 16 years old. I was able to forgive my attacker, but violence against women still exists. Not us... Let us not forget the viral hashtag MeToo movement that empowered female victims to speak up. It casts a spotlight on the widespread prevalence of sexual assault and abuse, including in scholarly and educational institutions. And the thing is, 
uh, you know, this is this is this is what we said. I I actually touched on this that. And, and well, well, before you get into that, because you brought up the Me Too movement, the Me Too movement is not what um, is not what everybody thinks it is. So, because what it turned into is, oh, if a female got pissed at a male, they were claiming rape. Because it's come out, uh, I forgot what school it was, but a college student uh, said she was a female said that um, a male had raped her. And then years later came out and said, oh, I, I made it all up. That's fucked up. You made it all up. You fucking ruined this dude's life. Yeah. And now that, that, that was actually a trend going on in, in high school when I was in high school that if a guy broke up with a girl and she was pissed about it, she would then say, oh, well, the, the last time we hooked up or had sex or whatever, he raped me because I said no. And people were getting in fucking trouble like and, left and right with and, that. And I understand during that movement, there were real rape victims, but that's what it turned into because the feminist movement got a, got control of it. And you know, they, they feel like every male is a problem and that they, they shouldn't be alive. So, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. Right. But that'll do it for that article. Okay. Okay. My next article or my first article is from Best Life. USPS is spending services in Illinois, Colorado, Vermont, effective immediately. Wow. I know. So unexpected cir- circumstances can make it um, unavoidable for the USPS uh, not to step in, but the Postal Service doesn't like to leave customers in the dark. It, when it, this happens, the agency has two online tools inform the public about residential service disruptions um, through the service alerts website and local press release um, posted for each state. People can find out um, if their mail is being delivered or whether the local post office uh, has been shuttered. Um According to recent service alerts, local uh, press releases, customers in Illinois, Colorado, and Vermont are dealing with new post office closures. So um, that was just a quick little uh, mention, um, but I thought it was interesting because we do have some listeners from those states. So because of post office closures, you will um, not be receiving mail probably until they figure out where uh, that mail is going to be going to <laughs> to get to you. So it's suspended for a little, but it should, should be back up and running hopefully soon for uh, you uh, people or listeners in those states. So I was going to wrap up that one. Nice. All right. So my next article is from Fox News. Oh, wow. <laughs> Biden administration administration withholding key funding for schools with hunting and archery programs. The Biden administration is blocking key federal funding earmarked under the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965 for schools with hunting and archery programs, according to federal guidance circulated among hunting education groups and shared with Fox News Digital The Department of Education determined that under the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act passed last year, school hunting and archery classes are precluded from receiving federal funding. The interpretation 
could impact millions of American children enrolled in such programs. It's a negative for children. As a former educator of 30 plus years, I was trying to find a way to engage students. Tommy Floyd, the president of the National Archery in the Schools program, told Fox News Digital in an interview. Many, in many communities, it is shooting sport and the skills from shooting sports that help young people grow to be responsible adults. They also benefit from relationships with role models. You've got, a, you've got every fish and wildlife agency out there working so hard to utilize every scrap of funding, not only for the safety and, hunt, uh, safety and hunter education, but for the general understanding of why stewardship is so important when it comes to natural resources, he continued. And he got, uh, and he got in there aware it's even considered or a maybe or a prohibition for shooting sports is a huge negative. And this is just part of their 2030 agenda. Uh, they, they don't want you to be able to hunt and fish and shit like that when they shut down the grid, when they shut you down, cancel your finances because you've, you've used too much, you've eaten too much, you've driven too much, used too much gas, or too much of your air conditioner, or your incandescent bulbs. <laughs> well, even with that claim you just made, like, um, if that happens... Fucking the 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 country would just be out hunted and outfished because you know animals would just end up going extinct because of that. Right. So it goes on to say, according to Floyd, his organization boasts 1.3 million students from nearly 9,000 schools across 49 states who are enrolled in archery courses. Some of those schools have already canceled plans to include archery or hunting education courses in their curriculum due to the education department guidance and see these people just fucking fold because they know that the government knows that if they're going to restrict their funding, they're going to, they're going to bend over backwards because there's no other way for them to pay for shit, which that's what your taxes should be. It shouldn't be, you know, government funded. It should be coming from your taxes from property taxes and all that shit. In June, 2022, the BSCA was passed with a large majority in the house and Senate before president Biden signed it into law. The, uh, the push to pass the bill, which broadly seeks to promote safer, more inclusive, and positive school environments, according to the Education Department, came after mass shootings at a grocery market in Buffalo, New York, and a school in Uvalde, Texas. The legislation included an amendment to the ESEA subsection listing prohibition uses for federal school funding. The amendment prohibits ESEA funding from helping provide any person with a dangerous weapon or to provide training in the use of a dangerous weapon. <laughs> the article goes on with, with some more backstory to all that, all that kind of shit, but it's a, it's, it's a little ridiculous that, you know, and not really surprising anymore that they're, they're controlling things that the Biden administration is controlling things and, Staring us to that 2030 agenda where they just want us sitting in our houses looking at the wall and eating bugs and sticks. Well, they, they don't want you looking at the wall. They want you living in the metaverse. Oh, yeah, the metaverse. Yeah, that was a big flop. Yeah. But I'll do that. For, do it for that article. Okay, my next one's from Fox News or however the hell you fucking say it. <laughs> um, Harris Slam for saying most can't afford a $400 surprise expense. Yeah, that's called Bidenomics. <laughs> I love it. 
Vice President uh, Harris is blasted on social media for making a claim that most Americans would go bankrupt from an unexpected $400 purchase um, expense while she was saying how difficult it is for women in America to get abortions. What? <laughs> how, how, what? How do those two go together? I don't know. We're, we're not Kamala Harris. And, you know, when she talks, she's fucking over here, left, right, up, down, sideways. It, she's all over the fucking place. Well, speaking at a moderated discussion on reproductive rights <laughs> in Iowa <laughs> on Friday, Harris spoke about uh, at length about how women in Iowa will endure endure economic hardship uh, traveling to other states for legal abortions post Roe versus Wade if the court allows a state abortion bill to take effect. Oh, okay. If she is a single parent, she's going to have to be able to pay for that child care. Harris said, well, yeah, that's usually what happens. Usually. Usually. Yeah. You want to spread your legs open? Nope. Fucking get laid and you end up with a kid. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta accept responsibility for that. You were adult. You were, you were an adult enough to have, uh, sex. So you unprotected should, sex. Yeah. You should be, uh, an adult enough to take care of the fucking kid or deal with the consequences. Yep. Anyways, this dumbass goes on to say <laughs> she's going to lose time for work. Maybe she has paid family leave. Maybe she doesn't. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't know about in other states, but most of the states where we are, you got paid time leave. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe she has paid sick leave. Maybe she doesn't. She will have to be able to pay for a plane, train, bus, or gas. <laughs> Most Americans are a four are a four hundred dollar unexpected expense away from bankruptcy. And okay, the quote was immediately criticized by conservatives on social media who suggested that any economic hardship for an average American is a result of pedophile Biden's policies after more than two years in office. Can you believe it's only been two years? <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, it's sad. Yeah. That's called Bidenomics, and it's a problem. GOP presidential candidate Senator Tim Scott responded, Americans have lost $10,000 in spending power because of the Biden-Harris agenda. Thanks to your boss, Citizen, uh, Citizen Free Press tweeted, um, Harris was likely uh, referencing the 2020 economic well-being well-being of U.S. household survey released this year that showed nearly 40% of Americans lack the cash to hand over uh, the cash on hand to cover a $400 emergency expense and would have to use credit cards or borrow money to cover it. Yeah. Yeah, that that's true. But um, she's trying to make it out like it's a big deal that, you know, you wouldn't be able to spend the money to go get an abortion. <laughs> that's our fucking, that, that's that, our vice that, president. That, that's that, sad. That's that's the big issue at hand is women who want abortions aren't going to be able to afford that abortion. Not the economy. No. Not the not the not the reason behind it, but yeah. Yeah. There you, oh well, you know, a four hundred dollar surprise expense. It's not really that big of a surprise, like we just said. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know that's coming. Yeah, there's a chance it could come. Yeah, exactly. Because something did come. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. All right, so my next one's from Fox News. Biden administration unveils latest effort to crack down on gas-powered cars and push EVs. The Biden administration proposed a new fuel economy standard for passenger cars and light trucks, which it said would save Americans hundreds of dollars at the gas pump, but would also drive car prices higher. The corporate average fuel economy standards unveiled Friday by the Department of Transportation's National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration requires passenger cars and light trucks to improve fuel efficiency 2 in 4% respectively, beginning in 2027. Under the rules, pickup trucks and work vans must boost fuel economy 10% every year starting in 2030. By 2032, the uh, the agency said the average U.S. fleet economy could reach 58 miles per gallon, according to the Environmental Protection Agency, or the EPA. The estimated average fuel economy for model year 2022 Cars was 26.4 miles per gallon, meaning the proposed standards Friday would mandate auto worker, automakers more than double the fuel efficiency in less than a decade or face substantial penalties. Better fuel efficiency means more money in Americans' pockets and stronger energy security for the nation. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg said in a statement, in their announcement, DOT and NHTCA said it finalized the new CAFE standards would save consumers more than $50 billion on fuel over a vehicle's lifetime and reduce oil dependence and reducing gasoline consumption by 88 billion gallons through 2050. These motherfuckers are really going all the way up to 2050. Well, this is what the calculations say and by 2050. Well, <laughs> most of their calculations are way off because according to, um, you know, the poster child for climate change, um, there were, there was, there was already supposed to be some huge, uh, climate issue going on right now. And we hit that day this summer and it actually got pretty fucking nice though. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, actually everything's just carrying on as normal. It is. <laughs> It is, but that'll do it for that article. Okay, my next article is from Fox News as well. California police find human trafficking victims living in horrible conditions at marijuana processing site. Damn. Man, I thought human trafficking was uh, just this big big QAnon theory. Well, it is. This is is fake news because it's coming from Fox. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hold on. I I guarantee I can find this article from somewhere else, too. Oh, probably. <laughs> probably. Police in California announced the discovery of around 60 people, including victims of human trafficking, working in illegal marijuana processing site under horrible conditions. Okay, so again, we did a show on human trafficking that was um, released on Wednesday, which was yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. As recording is all (laughs) fucked up. Um, So yesterday we, we, uh, we released that episode and we, it did explain that in the human trafficking, it's not just for sex work or prostitution. It's also, you know, just labor. Right. 
yeah. or harvesting organs. Um, uh, the county sheriff's office said those found at the location along the 900 block of Vassar Avenue in Merced, California on Wednesday uh, were being forced to pr- process marijuana in order to pay back the individuals that bought, brought them across the border. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. We are at the scene of one of the largest processing areas we have ever encountered. We literally have thousands of pounds of finished product marijuana uh, from an illegal grow and illegal source, uh, the sheriff said in a video posted to Facebook. The tragedy on this, besides the illegal growing uh, of it and processing, is the fact that there are 60 people here that have been promised jobs brought across the border on promise of making money each day. These folks are indebted. Uh, not indebted. Yeah, indebted. Uh, they they owe uh, money, and yet here we are in a legal processing center that they, um, center and they are scared to death. Okay. Um, you know, article goes on to say, you know, what happened, but, um, I, I don't, I don't feel too bad about the fact that these people are working because they came across the border illegally because, um, if you wanted to come here, you could have came here legally. Exactly. So you're you're coming here illegally, and now you're being told you have to work in these conditions. And I understand this is a form of human trafficking, but like you you in your head had to know this was happening. This is not a new thing that is going on in the world. Right. Like you're like, man, this is, this sounds way too good. They're just gonna walk me across the border here. And I'm just going to be able to make money every day. That's great. Yeah. No wonder yeah. everybody's coming. <laughs> so. So that's going to wrap that one up. I'm not trying to make light of the story. It does suck that um, people are uh, being forced into labor and they're probably not, you know, and they're not getting uh, paid for it. They're in some way in debt to these, you know, these cartels, but. And then that debt's probably never ever paid off. Yeah, you know and I mean? and and I understand, and and it is horrible, but you know, it's one of those things. Like you, 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 you as an adult, because it, you know, you as an adult are making that decision, but then you're also making that decision for your kids, yeah, because they can't make that decision. Exactly. Yeah, so, it's it's a shitty situation, and this is why the border shouldn't be open again. Yeah. And this is why if you want to come to this country, you should be coming legally because there's plenty of people here that are legally here and they did it the right way. Yep, exactly. So my next one is from Fox News. Federal judge blocks key Biden administration asylum rule at core of post title 42 strategy. The Biden administration was dealt a major blow in its efforts to control the ongoing border crisis on Tuesday when a federal judge blocked a rule introduced in May that makes migrants ineligible for asylum if they have entered illegally and failed to take advantage of expanded lawful pathway pathway set up by the federal government. Judge John Tigar of the U.S. District Court of Northern of the Northern District of California 
blocked the circumvention of Lawful Pathways rule in response to a lawsuit from a coalition of left-wing immigration groups which claimed the rule was similar to a Trump-era transit ban that was similarly blocked. He found the rule is both substantive, yeah, substantive, I don't know, and procedurally invalid and has delayed his ruling from taking effect for 14 days to give the administration time to appeal. The rule formed by uh, the centerpiece of the administration's strategy to deal with the expiration of the Title 42 public health order in May. It presumes migrants to be ineligible for asylum if they have entered the U.S. illegally and have failed to claim asylum in, in a country, though, oh, through which they have already traveled. The administration said it is designed to discourage irregular migration and encourage migrants to use the expanded legal pathway set up, including the use of controversial CBP-1 app, which allows migrants to apply for more than one, one, one of the more than 1,400 appointments at a port of entry each day to be patrolled in the U.S., and, you know, that's just, it goes, it goes on and on. It's actually a pretty long article and, you know, it just shows that the, the, for whatever reason, I still can't, can't fathom why they want all of these illegals just flooding the the United States. It, but yet they want to depopulate the United States, but they're allowing all these people in. That doesn't make any sense. So, but that'll do it for that article. All right, my next one is from Daily Express US. <laughs> All I picture is a train going by. <laughs> the Daily Express. You done? Yep. Serious show. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Texas man. I'll put on my serious hat. Yeah, take your tinfoil hat off. Texas man tracks down his uh, stolen car at Mall Car Park and shoots... Thief dead in gunfight. Hell yeah, brother. A man whose car was stolen in Texas tracked it down to a shopping mall, killed the alleged thief in a gunfight, and got shot in the process. The man and passenger, the man and his passenger, um, exited the South Park Mall in San Antonio at around 1 p.m. to find their Ford truck missing. God damn it, where'd my Ford go? <laughs> the duo tracked down the vehicle to another parking lot uh, at the mall to discover a male and a female sitting in the truck. San Antonio Police Chief William McManus said at the press conference near the mall, the owners of the stolen vehicle tracked the vehicle to the parking lot back behind, uh, behind me. They showed up, they find the vehicle, there are two individuals, a male and a female in the ve- vehicle. The car's rightful owner told the thief to sit down next to next to the car while they waited for the police to arrive. But he pulled out a gun, shooting the owner, who returned fire, hitting both of them. Um, the man was pronounced dead at the scene, according to San Antonio police. The car's owner and the other woman uh, who was shot were taken to the hospital. The owner of the car is in stable condition, and the woman is reportedly... Uh, reported to be critically injured. Police did not say how the truck was tracked down and described the shooting as self-defense. Oh, so they're already setting that up. 
The police did not say the tr- how the truck was tracked down and described the shooting as self-defense. So they said it was a self-defense shooting. Yeah. Yeah. But they said, oh, we don't know how we got it. Yeah, they, did, they, they don't know how they tracked the truck down, but fucking they, it was a self-defense shooting. Because uh, the, the rightful owner told the thief to sit at the car while he waited for police to arrive, but he pulled out a gun shooting the owner so the owner was already shot so yeah <laughs> they, the, owner, the they, owner's a good shot they, i guess <laughs> that that's why that's exactly why um you need to be carrying because of shit like this i mean in, in all reality you probably should have just found your vehicle called the police and uh said hey got some got some people sitting in my vehicle not when you're a red-blooded american when no. you want your ford back not when you're from fucking Texas. <laughs> That's right. Handle that shit yourself. That's right. <laughs> Fuck the police. Jose Garcia told local news station. <laughs> the victim was my brother. <laughs> there are two sides to every story. <laughs> whether, oh, whether my brother was right or wrong, he had the gun pointed at him, I guess. He took it upon himself to defend himself. There you go. There you go. Good old boy. Texas. <laughs> the gun <laughs> the gun who shot uh shot him uh is a vigil vigilante, not a hero. A vehicle is not worth taking someone's life. Mm, uh, it depends on the vehicle. I don't very true. Very true. <laughs> I don't care what kind of car it is. I could argue that with you. Yep. <laughs> you don't you don't take law into your own hands. Well, you, you have to nowadays. Yeah. And eventually, as we get closer to 2030, you're going to have to take the law into your own hands because eventually the police are just going to stop showing up. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Or if they do show up, they're going to be like, sir, please stop what you're doing. And they're not going to get out of the cars. Now my mom, my family... And all have to suffer and just deal with this. Well, if your brother wasn't a fucking scumbag stealing people's vehicles, maybe he wouldn't have been in this situation, dumbass. Exactly. exactly. Don't make yourself the fucking victim. Your brother was uh, doing some shady ass shit. He fucked around and he found out with the wrong Texan. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no. No, I just wonder if he has beard, uh, if he has a beard and uh, some tattoos. <laughs> oh, then they're gonna blame it on toxic masculinity. Exactly, exactly. But if he has a, if he ha- he probably doesn't have a beard and tattoos because most people with beard and tattoos don't don't wouldn't do that. They talk, they would talk at the entrance of the mall about how they're gonna go over there and deal with that issue at their truck after they've already called the cops <laughs> and let them handle it. But they're gonna make themselves a- look after like- the guy's already arrested, right? <laughs> fucking people all right so my next one's from fox news new york and california lost more tax income than every other state as people fled liberal enclaves new york and california experienced the largest loss of tax income from migration of any state in the country as residents fled the deep blue havens in droves according to a new study that found that Texas and Florida got the biggest IRS tax benefits from people moving in. MyElisting.com, an online real estate portal, conducted a study of IRS migration data and found that California lost more than 340 
million dollars in 2021 IRS tax revenue due to residents moving despite its numerous attractions from the booming tech industry and world-class universities to beautiful landscapes and cultural richness California's high personal income tax rates seemed discouraged seem discouraging for many high wealth individuals my e-listing wrote in its analysis this coupled with the state's high cost of living will likely fuel a wealth migration out of California. From January 2020 to J- July 2022, the state lost well over half a million people, with the number of residents leaving surpassing those moving in by almost 700,000. The U-Haul Growth Index, which measured more than 2 million one-way trips last year, found that California ranked last on the index as demand for trucks of the, out of the Golden State spiked. California's exodus is having real consequences. In 2021, the state lost a house seat for the first time since it's achieved statehood in 1850. The population continues to decline. Another one could be at risk. Another effect of fewer people, as reflecting in my e-listings findings, is an erosion of California's tax base. Already one of the country's most taxed populations, with the nation's highest top income tax rate at 13.3%, among other onerous taxes. In May, California Governor Gavin Shithead Newsom announced that the state's budget deficit had grown to nearly $32 billion in one state. $32 billion. That's fucked. Which is about $10 billion more than he anticipated in January when he offered his first budget proposal. Imagine that. That's fucked. Imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Yeah, here's the budget proposal. We're going to lose this many billion dollars. <laughs> How are you? Actually, I saw a clip. Um, Warren Buffett said he could, fix, he could fix the economy in five minutes. He said that if the, if the country runs in a deficit, all of those that senators... And all congressmen, all those people, if they're if they're found to be, you know, part of the problem, you fire them, get rid of them, and they can't come back. And I was like, that's a fucking great plan right there. But obviously, that's not going to happen. No. One reason for the higher figure was lower than expected tax revenue. the The problem may only get worse. More than forty percent of Californians are considering leaving the Golden State, according to a new poll from a consortium of California nonprofits. Almost a third of residents said their urge to leave was fueled by California's liberal politics. Good. That's what should happen. Everybody needs to leave that doesn't want to support California and their liberal ideology and uh, let them fucking flounder and, and fall. But that'll do it for that article. Okay, my next article is from the Washington Examiner. Pedophile Biden says Republicans now undermining the military. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sure. Pedophile Joe Biden used uh, remarks at the Truman Civil Rights uh, uh, to attack Republicans for turning their backs on strong national defense, possibly previewing how he will push back against complaints about wokeness in the military during his 2024 campaign. The Republican Party used uh, used to always support the military, Biden said Thursday, but today they are undermining the military. 
Mm, no. No. Every Amer- every American uh, supports the military. They don't support fucking this trans, woke, non-binary fucking bullshit in the military. Exactly. That's what nobody supports. Nobody's undermining it. You're just pissed because not everybody's going along with it. Pedophile Biden began by, uh, by again, denouncing Senator Thomas uh, to, uh, oh, sorry, Tuber, Tuberville of Alabama for his hold on military promotions undertaken to protest the Pentagon's travel reimbursements policy for abortions and the 48 Republicans who refused to stand up to him. We don't have a sitting confirmed uh, commit uh, commitment of the Marine Corps, he said, by the fall, we may not have a chairman of the Joint Chief Staff. We may have military leaders from our Army and Navy either. The president called it partisan freeze and an extreme blockade. This isn't a football game, Biden added, taking a shot at um, Alabama's uh, senator passed as a college football coach. The senior senator from Alabama who claims support our troops is now blocking more than 300 military operations with his extreme political agenda, he said. Biden um, said all outstanding nominees, including the commandment uh, and his pick for chairman of the Joint Chief Staff, should uh, be confirmed now, now, now. Uh, Did he mean now? I don't know. (laughs) He, maybe, maybe, maybe that's just what the word his brain got stuck on. Pedophile <laughs> Biden went on to um, conservative lawmakers who have complained about woke ideology trends in the military, signaling Senators Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley. The, pre, uh, the president, president cast this criticism on current military readiness, especially in contrast with foreign adversaries like China as running down the armed forces is weak. He uh, decried those voices slandering the American military saying it's becoming weak, soft, less capable. He disputed the military was emasculated. Frankly, pedophile Biden said, they have no idea what God's name they are talking about. Oh, we don't? Nope. <laughs> no, they don't? I mean, we say the same shit. Like, it is. Our fucking military is turning into a fucking joke. It is. It is. Governor Ron DeSantis, Republican from Florida, a leading candidate for the 2024 GOP nomination to challenge Biden, recently unveiled his uh, own proposal to root wokeness out of uh, the military Biden accused Cruz of falling for Russian propaganda and said Holly raised his fist in support of insurrections who had a dagger to the throated democracy on January 6th well we are not a democracy we are a republic right and we have democratic values but when it comes across, comes down to it we are a republic so the fact that this pedophile and all all majority of the left and Democrats want to keep saying we're a democracy. They're fucking morons. 
pedophile Biden and other Democrats have previously used the Capitol riot to question Republican support for law enforcement. Though, even though every Democrat, when uh, when all this George Floyd and BLM shit was going on, they they wanted the police defunded. Yeah, get rid of them. But they they want to talk about Republican support for the law enforcement. <laughs> The White House has also sought out to um, GOP criticisms of weaponized FBI or Justice Department where progress, uh, progressive attempts to defund the police, including the military, and is a newer development. Enough with these attacks on the military, the pedophile said. As <laughs> I fucking love it every time the pedophile said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as uh, pedophile Biden was speaking, the Senate was passing a National Defense Authorization Act by a massive 86 to 11 bipartisan vo- uh, blowout vo- vote. Uh, most of pedophile Biden's speech praised President Harry Truman, who ordered the desegregation of the military 75 years ago for its um, commitment to civil rights. Um Pedophile Biden also spoke at length about black soldiers who de- defend, uh, defended the United States in wars only to come home and be denied their civil rights or even physically assaulted by racists. Everybody's a racist. Everybody, including him. Yeah. He, he is the racist. That's why he, he always brings up race. Yep. In recent weeks, the White House has escalated its war of words against... Um, the Alabama senator, and uh, as Alabama Republicans' military hold continues, I urge Senate Republicans to do what they know is right, pedophile Biden said Thursday night. Keep our country safe like Harry Truman. Approve all those outstanding military nominees. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you're, he, he is a fucking moron. Yeah, like he he is getting so upset because people are now constantly saying that our military is a joke. They thought they were going to be able to weaken our military and nobody was going to know. And yeah. the reason they want our military weakened is because most military, well not most, all mili- everybody in the military takes an oath to protect this country against um foreign you know, and domestic. Yeah. And um you know, if they weaken them and they put in these woke ideologies, they're going to go and defend the fucking government. They're not going to defend the country and the American citizens. Right. Which yeah. is fine because if you guys keep weakening the military to all these trans non-binary fucks, guess what happens? The civilians are going to be stronger. Yep. The civilians are going to have more stuff and you have civilians that were trained by the US government when they were in the military. Exactly. So what's going to happen? The civilians are going to overrun the US military. Why do you think they want they're fighting so hard to take away civilians fucking constitutional gun rights? Mm-hmm. Because if they take those away, then they can start pushing in that 2030 agenda even quicker. Cuz right now they know Shit, because because even if you it, and yeah, you're seeing it like the, the you you start to wonder who who uh who remembers the oath they took, who's gonna stand by that oath because you got fucking police officers because they take the same oath to protect their you know their city or town and they're out there 
fucking just falling in line. Oh, this is, this is, I'm just doing my job. Just doing what I'm told. Yep. That's exactly what that's like, too. Yeah. Well, fucking Nazi party just did what they told, too. Exactly. No. Yep. And that's, that's so, what so this that, is. That, yeah, but, is. That, but that's what it comes down to is, you know, he he wa- he's getting outraged that Americans are calling out the military saying it's weak. Well, they want a weak military. So when China, and, and you know what? China's watching this and China, China's seeing. But the problem is, is they're waiting for all the civilians to lose their gun rights. Yeah. Because they know damn well. And it's come out. They, this is why uh, America has not been invaded. I mean, yeah, Pearl Harbor was bombed. But you, you haven't had. But that was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, you haven't had like physical war on on these grounds of america since the civil war and the reason why is every other country's like well it's the fucking terrain because we got we got everything so mm. if you're coming from one side to the other you're experiencing high heats mountains fucking snow yeah cold temperatures uh, yeah, and, everything yeah and then you then on top of it you got a bunch of fucking americans civilians with like 20 20 firearms or more right right <laughs> <laughs> So it's, it's, it's comical to see, and especially when he's they're coming into, um, you know, election season, this, this is what you're going to try to jump on board with to get like the American, uh, Democrats behind you. Like, dude, they're, it's already come out that they think they, they think they lost, you know, the black vote that they normally have. Like, yeah, you're out, bud. Yeah. They're, they're all, no, they no all more, need to be out. No more, no, pretty soon, it's no more sniffing and touching kids inappropriately. Oh, he's going to be heartbroken. He's going to be in fucking jail somewhere. <laughs> he should be. He should be. His son should be. He should be. I mean, there's more serious shit on Biden than there is on Trump. And look how hard they're going at Trump. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. Because the last person to do this because Biden wants him arrested because he know he in his mind no one else is going to beat him and guess who did that Adolf Hitler yep. was arresting his political um opponents uh, opponents and putting him in jail and yep. killing them yep last, last time and it's oh. probably been done in other countries since then there's there's a lot pointing to uh to the Nazis with yeah. with you know lining up with the Biden agenda so my next one is uh, from Newsmax. Cognitive issues hit one of the oldest Congresses ever. President Joe Biden is 80 and facing daily questions about his cognitive decline. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, 81, froze in a stupor at the state of the GOP weekly news conference. And Senator Dianne Feinstein of California, 90, fucking 90 years old, needed to be stopped from reading a prepared statement to be told by handlers to just say, hey, Congress is staring down the father, staring down father time, and the Washington Post broke down one of the oldest Congresses ever. Feinstein serves as the Senate in, in the Senate, which has the highest median age in U.S. history at 65. Whether the House, the median, uh, together with the House, the median age of, the con- of Congress is 59. While the House does have some younger blood, its median age is between... 57 and 58 for the past decade for the post to the post. And then it breaks down uh, all the, all the different ages and percentages. But this is, I just want to have this be a quick mention that, you know, we have said this many times on the podcast before we need younger people in there. We need these established politicians 
out the fucking door, sent out to pasture so they can go fucking die somewhere of natural causes, of course. And yeah, quit fucking up this country and making our military weak, making the military weak, the economy weak, the American people weak because of we're 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 essentially handcuffed right now because of the economy and because the way the the country's being run by the Biden administration. So that's going to do it for that article. But it's just, it's fucked up. It is. So my next article. Washington Examiner. Democrats support parental rights only for those who agree with their agenda. Yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. Wow. That's crazy. Wonder what that means. I don't know. Let's, <laughs> let's find out. <laughs> A congressional hearing this week on the dangers and due process violations or so called gender affirming care exposed the left's hypocrisy on the issue of parental rights. Democrats argued at multiple points that experimental and irreversible sex change treatments are beyond the purview of regulation because parents ultimately get to decide what's best for their children. Parents have the ultimate right to make decisions concerning appropriate medical care for their children, said Rep. Mary Gay Scanlon, a Democrat of PA. Rep. Jerry Nadler, Democrat of New York, agreed. Let me be crystal clear. Oh, whoa, whoa. Government should not stick their nose into parents' decision to seek gender-affirming care for their children, he said. Well, that's Absolutely. Actually, yeah, he's right, but then, then most, most of them are like, yeah, we want that. Putting aside the fact that no parent has the right uh, to subject their child to injury, the Democrats' argument falls flat thanks to their own policies. <laughs> this is the same party that passed laws in blue states such as California and Washington granting the government custodial rights over gender confused children who run away from unsupportive parents. The same party that supports school policies uh, instructing educators to hide uh, critical information from child, uh, child's identity and well-being from their parents. In other words, Democrats support parental rights, but only for parents who agree with their agenda. Yes. Yes. Those and who, with everything else. Those who disagree or remain hesitant about the best course about their children don't deserve to say... Uh, deserve a say at all. According to the left, in fact, one point during the hearing... Um, Scanlon, uh, claimed their claim, those concerned about the effects of radical gender ideology, ideology are just repeating right wing talking points. Mm, no, mm, let, no. Let, 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 let me, let me open this up for our listeners. Okay. Because I told you this. Okay. Okay. So. In, in case people don't know when you go and get your bottom surgery as a male, <laughs> I heard this talked about on a podcast. Um, so when you go and get your bottom surgery as a male, they are literally cutting your dick off and then 
like surgically making a hole that looks like a vagina. Okay. But the human body as a, because you're a male doesn't recognize that and is constantly trying to close that wound. Okay. And then there's nothing that separates that new medically created hole from your asshole. So now you're getting fecal matter into that open wound and now it's getting infected. And then on top of it, you're not take these um, people that are pushing this shit, like these Democrats aren't taking into consideration that now these males that are trying to transition to females, they need to go and have surgery every few uh, years, I, I, I guess, to now get that wound opened back up because the body is slowly closing it. That's just, it's just but absolutely disgusting. It, it, it is, but the, the, those people can have a period because they have a medically made hole. And you know what? They're not having a period. What it is is they just have an open wound that's not fucking closing and the thing's constantly fucking bleeding. It's because it needs fucking stitches to close it up. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it, so just because you can throw a fucking tampon in a in a homemade hole and fucking, and fucking and it probably half sticks out and, 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 and a pad, you know, it's basically like throwing a band aid on a fucking wound. Yeah, yeah. So back to this article. Democrats' selective defense of parental rights in this uh, context doesn't hold up legally either. That's why the U.S. Court of Appeals for the the Sixth Circuit in the ruling upholding Tennessee's restrictions on gender-affirming care earlier this year said that parents' right to make decisions for their children's upbringing does not supersede the state's responsibility to regulate Health and welfare. Well, there was another article. (laughs) Let me add to this before we continue on where an 18 year old boy died because during his bottom surgery, they tried to use part of his colon to create the vagina, I guess. And ended up like he ended up dying on the table because of this. What the fuck? So, especially where medical and scientific uh, uncertainty exists. For example, no individual has the constitutional right to use a new drug that the FDA has determined unsafe or ineffective. Really? What? Wow, what was the COVID vaccine then? Hmm. Don't worry, YouTube. You can't ban us. We're you banned can't ban for, us because we can't upload yeah, this one. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, banned, we're banned for fucking seven days, so don't worry about it. You'll see it on Rumble. That That's another story. Uh, even if the FDA bars access to an experimental drug that a doctor believes might save a terminally ill patient's life, the court said. The left is on the wrong side of this debate and their uh, commitment to an ideology that is um, wreaking havoc in thousands of young children's lives is uh, indefensible parents are waking up to the fact and are unlikely to fall for Democrats half-hearted attempt to win them back. Correct. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's, what's going on. So you literally, you were sterilizing kid. The Democrats want to sterilize kids. They don't want, um, this new generation of kids that's coming up to be able to, um, 
have kids of their own when they grow up. And, you know, they keep in, they keep saying like all this stuff and all the, the, you know, about, oh, gender affirming care, but you know what? All this shit's being forced on them. So that's why this is happening. And then they end up, but nobody wants to talk about it. The detransitioning or the amount of suicides that are happening because of the detransitioning. I mean, not the detransitioning, the transitioning. The trans, yeah. But even when they detransition, like we talked about, they're still mentally fucked up because now they have all these fucking health issues yep. that they got to live with. And, and that's and that's why they're starting with the kids so that they grow up with all of this stuff. So it's just normal to them because they don't know any different without people like us bringing it well, up. Well, the, the thing is, so if you're, if you're an adult... You're mentally fucked up if you want to change genders. Yeah, if, if yeah, you're you if you're telling your kid they got to change genders, you're the men, that the, that parent or teacher is the mentally fucked up one. So, like I said, the mental institutions would be very full nowadays. They would, and that's why I'll go back to for the longest time. There was just a gay couple and a lesbian couple, and that was it. There weren't all the there. There wasn't all this transition shit. Well, this is why in the Middle East it's illegal to be gay. Is it really? I'm pretty sure. I mean, I can see it. In some parts. Yeah. And um, and why do you think that is? Because population. No. The reason, the reason it's probably illegal is because in these areas, um, it's, it's probably already been seen. Like they've, they've already tried going down this fucking road. Oh, right, right. So that's why it's illegal, because they're not going to go down this road again. So there is some hope at, at yeah, the end of this well, tunnel. India. India. I'm talking about India. Oh, India. Yeah. India's uh, like that. There's, pro- there's also other countries that are um, like that, too. And see, that's the sad thing is like we, should be, we should be able to allow gay and lesbian and stuff like that, and everybody just go live their lives. But that's like opening the door a crack. And then, okay, well, now now there's transition. And then now there's kids transition. And then, you know, the, before the door swings wide open. But. Yeah. Yeah. So my next one is from Newsmax. First new U.S. nuclear reactor in decades powering 500,000 out of Georgia. And I brought this up because, you know, there you, you have the leftists, you know, saying that we need to go electric cars, electric this, electric that. And the grid can't fucking handle it. But if you have shit like this going on, it's going to help. A new reactor at a nuclear power plant in Georgia has entered commercial operation, becoming the first new American reactor built from scratch in decades. Georgia Power Company announced Monday that Unit 3 at Plant Voctel, southeast of Augusta, has completed testing and is now sending power to the grid reliably. It At its full output... Um, of 1,100 megawatts of electricity, Unit 3 can power 500,000 homes and businesses. Uti- uh, utilities in Georgia, Florida, and Alabama are receiving electri- the electricity. A fourth reactor is also nearing completion at the site where two earlier reactors have been generating electricity for decades. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission on Friday said radioactive fuel could not be loaded into Unit 4, a step expected to take place before the end of September. Unit 4 is scheduled to enter commercial operation by March. Well, that's pretty far out. Uh, the third and fourth reactors uh, were originally supposed to cost $14 billion, but are now on track to cost 
their owners $31 billion. Goddamn. That doesn't include $3.7 billion that original contractor Westinghouse paid to the owners to walk away from the project. That brings the total spending to almost $35 billion. And this is what I've been saying all along is if you want all this EV car bullshit and all this other, you know, all these other uh, other things that are going to be drawing from the grid, you need to upgrade the grid or do something to it to, to help with it. California, I mean, California might be all right now because so many people have, have moved out, but they used to have ro- fucking rolling blackouts. And there's no reason that that should be fucking happening. But I think, um, although it is expensive, obviously, um, I think if we had more of these going, you know, around, uh, you know, going around the country, um, it would help out. And then they could, they could back off on their whole EV bullshit, even though when the left, when the extreme left gets on, on an agenda, they fucking hold, hold that line hard. And that's what we need to do. We need to hold our line fucking harder than them. But that'll do it for that article. Just wanted that to be a quick mention. My next article is from The People's Voice. Klaus Schwab's daughter, uh, permanent climate lockdowns coming, whether you like it or not. It's not very nice. She looks like a transsexual too. According to Nicole Schwab, (laughs) the COVID pandemic was a tremendous opportunity to test how the public would comply with the WES plans to usher in the great reset agenda. Okay. And if you didn't know, we did an episode on the WEF. Okay. You can go check that out. Wasn't that wasn't that long ago. It's a real unwrap. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. WEF. And uh, if you don't know what, what they're doing or what they're trying to do, go check out that episode. It's on all your favorite podcast directories. Rumble. Yo, it's still on YouTube. You can, I, I'm pretty sure you can still view our shit on YouTube. Yeah, I don't think that I we don't have access to it though. That's you we, know, no, the well, uploading, we, well, uploading we, yeah, shit. uploading. Yeah. Like we can't upload because uh we brought up uh a no no about COVID the COVID vaccine, even though how far are we out from that? Right. And they're still banning people over that. But anyways, that's that that's an, that's another story. The just check out our uh our episode on the WEF. It'll explain all that. That's what we were trying to get at. The WEF's uh, promotion of the climate emergency narrative seeks to create a change that is not um, not in incremental to position uh, nature at core of the economy, according to Schwab's offspring. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole Schwab made the so it's, I don't know the real there person's real name might be Nicholas. I mean, she does look like a dude. Um, Nicole Schwab made the mission in a newly unearthed video that was recorded during the WEF panel discussion back in 2020. Wow. The WEF lists Nicole Schwab as a member of the executive committee of the WEF, who is also the co-director of the platform to accelerate natural based solutions and and 1T.org, the govern- the group of WEF attendees were discussing how, how the fake threat 
of an immediate emergency can be used to further advance the WEF's Great Reset plan for humanity. So all you fucking morons that are still wearing a mask driving around in your car by yourself or wearing a mask in the grocery store or wearing a mask in anywhere, you morons are going to fall for this shit. Yep. Yeah, they are. And for all you fucking idiots that want to wear that want to wear a mask just so you don't don't have to be bothered with well you're part of the problem and to be honest i was part of the problem when the covid thing was happening because i was just wearing a mask just so you'd leave me the fuck alone right but towards the end i fucking got sick of it yeah and said fuck it and yeah wear it on your chin i wouldn't but you know this time around there ain't gonna be no wearing no fucking mask This COVID crisis has uh, shown us that, first of all, things can shift very rapidly when we put our minds to it and when we feel the immediate emergency to our livelihoods, Nicole Schwab declares. And second, that clearly the system, I mean, you mentioned it earlier that we had before, it's not sustainable. So I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really have a great reset and to use huge uh, flows of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have have today in in a way that was not possible before before to create change that is not uh, incremental, uh, but that we can look back and we can say this is the moment where we really started to position nature at the core of the economy. So if you want, if you want to dive into this article a little more, it's just talking about how the WEF wants to have a climate lockdown. Okay. So now, and they're going to explain how they're going to probably how they're going to do it and all that. And, you know, like we said in our unwrap, if you go to their website they're going to make you believe in every way possible that everything they're talking about is fucking amazing. Okay? Right. And I'm going to bring it into this next article that ties in with this. So you, you can sit back and relax a little more. Cool. Just the, from just the news. It's just the news. Energy industry fears pedophile Biden to declare climate emergency sees powers like COVID pandemic. The pedophile part's not in the uh, <laughs> title. So if you look for the article. It should be, though. If I wrote it, it would. Yeah. I don't know if you guys wanted to know that, but now you do. Right, but it, it, anyways, wouldn't, it wouldn't be published. <laughs> on my website. Oh, there you go. There you go. It'd be published on the realist uncensored.podbean.com. There you go. That's where it would be. But it's not there. It's at the oh just the news just the news so pedophile joe biden appears to be facing increasing demands to declare a climate emergency like the one declared for the covid19 pandemic that had a devastating impact on the country warns a top advocate for the u.s oil and gas industry they're leaning to that direction u.s oil and gas association president tim stewart recently told just the news if you grant um the pedophiles emergency powers to declare climate emergency it's like covid stewart also said such a declaration would give 
give the pedophile vast and unchecked authority to shut down everything from communications to infrastructure. He said, said infrastructure would include water, electricity, and that pedophile Biden also could freeze assets under the such declaration. The White House COVID emergency that was declared under declared by President Trump in 2020 resulted in the closing of U.S. borders and required vaccination for federal government employees in the following months and years. Uh, with many businesses also shuttered, the country plunged into record unemployment and inflation. The calls for pedophile Biden to declare a climate emergency appear to be growing amid what is uh, being projected to be the hottest month in recent history and concerns the heat is the result of global warming created by greenhouse gas emissions. Oregon rep um, recently introduced legislation to require pedophile Biden to make such a declaration that also co-sponsored by 62 congressional Democrats. Most recently, the guardian newspaper published in Op-ed reading, pedophile Biden must declare a climate emergency and he must do so now. That's cor- oh, what? That's ridiculous. I, I don't know what they're going to, I'm curious to see how it plays out. Yeah. According to congressional research, um, presidential emergency powers may be exercised in the event that the nation is threatened by crisis or emergency circumstances, and those powers may be um, stated explicitly, explicitly to imply or implied by the Constitution. They can literally do exactly what they did with COVID, COVID Stewart said. Uh, pedophile Biden has report, uh, repeatedly said the world, or at least the U.S., is in climate crisis, and on several occasions has called it an emergency. The nonprofit Center of Biological Diversity issued um, issued a legal guide saying that pedophile Biden, under emergency declaration, could end crude oil exports and all offshore drilling and leasing, restrict U.S. fossil fuel exports and in hundreds of billions of dollars in overseas fossil fuel investments and dramatically accelerate a transition to clean energy. Stewart also warned that declaring an emergency could result in the censoring of those disagreeing with the climate crisis. Oh man. They love that. Fucking it won't just be YouTube censors. Fuck. Just have to make our own platform, that, right? I know. Like, <laughs> crit, like critics of so-called COVID mandates on masks and vaccines were. Um, if you disagree with the climate uh, emergency speech, uh, oh, if you do disagree with the climate emergency, speech can be shut down, Stuart said. We really need to pay attention to that because the power could be extended indefinitely un- until the climate emergency is over. Who knows how long that would last? Short of a full emergency declaration, a Los Angeles Times staff writer recently wrote a story that asked whether Americans should be uh, subject to occasional power grid blackouts. Oh, you were just talking about that. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what's more important, keeping the lights on 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, or solving the climate crisis, he said. Stewart said the article appears like a softening up of the public. What they're saying is, it's your patriotic duty, he said. It's your ethical duty or your spiritual duty 
to the state. That's going to wrap that up. Yeah, so fuck that. Yeah, fuck that. Fuck. And that, that, you know, that's probably what they're going to do is put us into a climate emergency because like they just said, nothing's going to change. There wouldn't be, there probably wouldn't be elections till the climate emergency is over. And then they're going to just carry out their shit to 2030. Yep, exactly. And then all you stupid fucking leftist fucks that want to say this is all conspiracy or Q- QAnon or straw man, you guys are the fucking problem. It, it, they are literally coming out and telling you exactly how you're going to do it. And you're just like, yeah, that's fucking great. Whoa, man, man, <laughs> I, I can just shut. I'm just going to have to deal with a blackout. That's it. Just, just blackout occasionally. No big deal. Oh, I can handle that. Yeah. You know, whatever. Fucking idiots. So my next one's from Breibart. Chicago residents increasingly turning against sanctuary policies as more illegals flood their neighborhoods. Chicago residents are increasingly turning up at community meetings across the city to express their outrage over City Hall's so-called sanctuary policies that are welcoming scores of illegals into their neighborhoods. I would ask all of you to go out there. Go out there at night, in the middle of the night, and see what goes on, one woman warned representative of the Chicago um, Police Department during the meeting, according to CBS2 News. One even warned that as illegals continue to act out, street justice might be employed to deal with the issue. Hmm. Let me say this. They've got one more time to deal with it because otherwise, next time they deal with it, they're going to deal with it from the streets. We're going to take over. A man told the, police, uh, told the police in the meeting, nobody is going to be able to stop us from what we're going to do to them. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Members of the Woodlawn community are not alone. Complaints from the constituents also spurred, for, uh, also spurred 42nd Ward Alderman Brendan Riley to send a letter to City Hall complaining that illegals being housed in a loop hotel are disrupting his neighborhood with drugs Drug use and sales, prostitution, loitering, littering, and rude behavior. And it kind of sounds like the areas in those countries that they come from, they're literally just bringing all of that here. So they're claiming asylum and this and that, blah, 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 because they don't like their country. But they're doing the shit that was happening in their country here. So they're, you know. But it goes on to say, Riley told City Hall that his voters are expressing concerns about migrants loitering, littering, Illegally parking their vehicles and leaving human waste on the sidewalks near the hotel. That's fucking disgusting. There have been many other clashes between city officials and enraged citizens at lo- local meetings as well. At the, end of the, at the end of May, Chicago's recently seated Mayor Brandon Johnson settled more than 300 border crossers at Wilbur Wright College despite the objection of residents. And that's because he's being told to do that. He probably, to be honest, he probably doesn't really want to do that. But... He's being told to do it because he's part of the agenda. Exactly. But that's just one of the one of the many cities that that's having this happen. And um, I, like you said earlier, we just need to col- uh, close the borders and get these people the fuck out of here. Exactly. Exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. So this one's from the Washington Examiner, and I got a few articles that kind of go along with this. Okay. He's excited. I know. <laughs> um, 
More more theater theaters join in showing the sound of freedom as it earns over 130 million. Um, I think I think it's up now, but um, the the movie is now being shown in four thousand on four thousand screens in the fourth week of its release. Over thirty four hundred theaters have continued to show the movie as of Friday which was 130 more theaters than the week before. It originally premiered in 2,634 theaters. So the, the, the spread of the word on this move, you know, spreading of the word on this movie is growing. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it sounds like um, the American people are going to their theater and demanding or saying they want to see this movie. It's just like... Um, the whole thing with uh, "Tried in a Small Town" by Jason Aldean—that is the racist song. Well, that that was number one, number one in um, in country songs, and it just came out on Billboard as number one overall. Nice, yeah, good. So the more they're trying to cancel this, so you know, then um, you also have another article which you guys can check out. This one's from Film. Sound of Freedom, the surprise hit of the summer, leaves a messy sting on questions in its wake. So this one's going to go uh, probably a little more into, like, you know, the controversy on it, you know, fucking uh, every, everything that's coming out about it. So, you know, it being a, uh, a conspiracy theory by QAnon, fucking, fucking bunch of bullshit. You know, yeah. th- these are articles you can check out. I'm not really going to go into them because, you know, they, they're probably going to describe scenes from the movie. And if you haven't seen them yet, I don't, uh, I don't want to be spoiling the movie for you because it, it actually is a good movie. It is. Yeah, it is. And it's talking about real issues. So fucking people that want to act like, oh, this isn't a real fucking thing. Um, it is. It is. It really is. Yep. And then as of August 2nd, the movie's up to, like I said, 150 million and it's uh it's doing it's doing really well. So that's what 20, 20 million in less than a week. Yeah. That it went up from when that article was yeah, put up. Yeah, that and you know, go check those out. Um you can probably find them anywhere. Just uh new articles on the movie describing it, explaining it. And um if you haven't seen it, I recommend you go check it out. Yeah, definitely. I, I I second that. I second that. I saw it myself, and uh, it, it it was a good and uh, it was a moving movie, you know. So my next one, or my last one, I should say, is uh, Hollywood elite Oliver Stone shares his regrets for voting for Biden. Thinks oh he'll dra- man! Thinks he'll drag us. He thinks he'll drag the U.S. into World War Three, and that is from the DC Inquirer. And uh, we're already in World War III, like we have said before on uh, on previous podcasts, but, you know, whatever. Acclaimed film director Oliver Stone recently spoke with Russell Brand, where he revealed that he regretted voting for President Joe Biden in 2020, saying that it seems that he's dragging us stupidly into a confrontation with a power that's not going to give, referring to the ongoing war in Ukraine. Stone made his comments on on the Friday episode of the Stay Free, where he got into the topic when discussing the production of this twenty of his twenty fourteen 
documentary, Ukraine on Fire. The film covers the 2014 coup d'etat of Ukraine president, oh, the Ukrainian president, Viktor Yanukovych, whatever, something like that, <laughs> that was aided by the United States government as well as other eras in the Eastern European state, per IMDb. You have to look at the reasons for this war, and whenever you do, the Americans like to simplify and say it's a question of Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's very simplistic and very black and white. Stone said he noted that the origins of his this war in the coup d'etat of 2014 was sponsored and supported thoroughly by the United States. It was a very deeply it was a very deep plan to penetrate the Russian Federation. The Oscar-winning actor also talked about how there is a non-conservative movement who started the war in Iraq, that he remained deep inside our government. He named several figures within the government, but didn't directly link Biden to the issue. Instead of saying Biden is an old, cold warrior, and he really hates the old Soviet Union, which he confounds again with Russian Federation, which is not communist. And he has fucking business dealings with Ukraine, so he that's his moneymaker over there, so he's going to take care of his baby and his other baby, Hunter Biden and his business dealings with Ukraine. Um, but this goes, this goes on and on. Um, and, you know, encourage you to go check it out. But it's just another thing against Biden that everybody knows that this guy is not fit for the presidency. He's not for this country. He's for himself and for foreign countries. And he's using his political power to better himself and his constituents. But that'll do it for that article. Okay. My last article is from the New York Post. Billionaire Leon Black accused of raping autistic teen after handoff from Jeffrey Epstein. Suit. Billionaire investor Leon Black was accused Tuesday of raping an autistic teenager inside the Jeffrey Epstein Manhattan mansion two two decades ago after a pedophile financier facilitated a handoff new court, uh, court document show. Why don't they just release the whole fucking list? Right, exactly. In a compliment, uh, in a complaint filed in Manhattan federal court, the alleged victim identified under uh, a persona of Jane Doe um, said she was 16 when Black pinned her down inside Epstein's Upper East Side townhouse in 2002 and abused her with sex toys, causing her to bleed. Even as Black grabbed her hand so hard that she thought her uh, thought he broke her bones. Jeffrey Epstein knew Jane Doe would never disobey the lawsuit states. Developmentally, developmentally said, uh, developmentally, she is about 12. And, with, and when she was threatened to do as told because bad girls get in trouble, she did not... She did as she was told. Uh, the woman claims she was trafficked by Epstein and his longtime gal pal, uh, Gis- Gis- uh, Giselle Maxwell, or whatever the fucking name is. Giselle. Yeah, Giselle. <laughs> For about uh, a year, um, 
the alleged encounter with Black, uh, whose lawyers deny the charges and instant uh, he uh, has never even met the woman, insists he never even met the woman con- um, concerned. She suffers from um, Down syndrome, a rare condition that affects the neurological capabilities, making her the perfect target for a deprived duo. The compliment, alleg- I mean, the complaint alleges. Doe says she met um met the couple after her abused cheerleading uh or after her abused abuse abusive cheerleading coach took her to an adult party in Washington DC suburb where Maxwell fawned her uh fawned over her um beautiful bright blue eyes blonde hair and perf uh blonde hair and perfect hair that made her look like a living doll, the filing states. She was uh, then routinely shipped to Epstein's notorious Caribbean island, his Palm Beach home, and occasionally to New York, where she was forced to sexually massage the creep and later his friends, according to the suit. In 2002, the Manhattan townhouse, 9 East 71st, Jeffrey Epstein's... Uh, um, executed a handoff to his close friend, Leon Black, the filing alleges. But what passed directly to Black's hands from the hands of Jeffrey Epstein was a human being, not a ball. The woman alleges Epstein told her that Black was important and a special friend to him, though though she recalls thinking that the former Apollo CEO looked like an org. (laughs) According to the laws. (laughs) Or, or, or an ogre or whatever. She, uh, she claimed, um, she claimed she was ordered to strip naked and give Black a, the same massage she gave Epstein, but Black instead allegedly violent picked her up and threw her down on the massage table. The suit. Uh, state she tried to scream but black placed a hand over her mouth and leaned over her while ripping off her shirt and underwear uh shirt and under her skirt pulling her underwear off the filing reads plate plaintiff was crying and terrified black asked her repeatedly what made her jeffrey's special girl and throughout the assault called her um demeaning shameful disgusting names when the girl tried to fight back back black allegedly threw her onto the floor and slammed her against the fucking uh sorry (laughs) slammed her against the walls the suit claims so the article goes on describing you know more it's a little more lengthy of an article but again a billionaire coming out being accused of raping a fucking autistic teen and we'll see what happens from it. But you know what they should do is just release the whole fucking Epstein list. And let's start taking care of those fucking people. Yeah. And not, not trial, no trial, none of that shit. Yeah. They just need to be eliminated. That's yeah. the end of it. So you got nothing else to add? No, sir. You sure? Yeah. You're just going to wait for tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Okay. As we said in the beginning, this is part one of a two-part show. So be 
on the lookout for the rest of this episode and the rest of this week's articles on part two. And with that being said, if this is your first time listening to us on your favorite podcast directory or rumble, because on this isn't going to make it to YouTube, we'll get into that another time, but, um, Give us a like, a follow, or comment. Let us know how we're doing. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and threads at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are on truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And we are on rumble. That is one word at the realist uncensored. You can email us at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. That's for show ideas, articles, thoughts, prayers. I don't know. Um, Episodes will be dropping Wednesday on Friday. Be on the lookout for those and be on the lookout for MJ's message Mondays. And with that being said, that's going to wrap up Thursday's part one (laughs) of the Realist Weekly Wrap-Up. We'll catch you tomorrow. 